WWTs after further review as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. He is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1. WXUT. Welcome back to 88.3 WTs. After further review, I've been a technical difficulty there. I hate it when now you got to reload stuff on the internet and, and trying to get your music up here. But we're back here on the show. We're waiting for David the Man of God Harris to call in. He's supposed to call in. We got our college football bonanza at high noon. Ryan McCumber will call in. Um, kind of, we're doing the Power Five, right? We're doing. That's yeah, we're we doing. we pretty much stick to just the Power Five. Okay. And I think that's David. I'm going to put him on right now. Okay. So David, the man that got here, is finally calling. We're trying to wait for him. I don't know what's going on. He knows that the show is about to start around 1130. Yes, you know, you're not doing the football picks. Did you get him on? Locked him in? Yeah, I, I sent him on the air. Okay. So before we get into our Power Five, uh, you got a story that you and David wanted to talk about. Uh, yes. Uh, first, let's, let's welcome in David. Hello? Yeah, David, yep. you're here. You up and early, or you had a late night service last night? What's going on, man? Well, late night, early morning, you know, just keeping it going. Okay, now what's this? What's this subject you guys want to talk about real quick before well, we get to the college football bonanza? Well, this is this is a story I kind of stumbled across this week uh, from uh, the D Zone, which is a website that covers high school football and other high school sports up in my home state of Michigan. It's about. Uh, Wald Lake Western wide receiver Abdur Rahman Yassin, who is the number one ranked wide receiver in the state of Michigan and in the class of 2020. Very smart kid. He's committed to play for the University of Northwestern. And so he's been getting it done in the classroom. And he was planning on graduating in December so he could enroll early. Let's say hi to some of our viewers. You, Lisa, and Kayla Marie Williams, formerly the lady of WXT. Uh, she's now on her own doing a, uh, basically on the internet. We'll keep going, though. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, it gets to. So apparently, MHSA has determined that since uh, Yassine was taking high school level classes as a homeschooled eighth grader, that he only needs three credits. Actually, or credits for three classes to be graduated from high school right now. So they said, you know what? You can't play. And, of course, they say that he's, play, he's played all three of his years at Wald Lake Western. His freshman, sophomore, junior years. And he's 17 years old. And it's a scenario that's really never been seen before. But here, But this is what I want to ask you and David. Do you think? This kid is being penalized for excelling in the classroom and working hard and trying to be the perfect example of a student athlete. I mean, because look, the kid's been, fo- he's getting it done in the classroom, getting good grades, and excelling on the football field as well. And he's going to Northwestern, which has got pretty tough academic standards. And yet they say, oh no, you can't play because you 
Look, high school level classes as a homeschooler, which I, that doesn't really make any sense to me. And David, I'll let you preach on this. Yeah, I was kind of reading the story, and it kind of it just didn't really fit into the idea of okay, like you said, you want to see Natalie, especially in high school, you want to promote okay excellence in the classroom, and then you have this kid who is excellent in a classroom who's done his local time in terms of playing high school football, showing all the grades and everything. And so kind of my thing is with the story, you have so many issues and instances of, of, especially in college football, people enrolling early, so they graduate early and then enroll either for spring ball or in time for summer session. And this seems like the perfect opportunity for this kid to be able to, hey, he's excelling in the classroom, he's done, all he needs to do is graduate. So why are you keeping him from the football field for his senior year? Just because he doesn't fit in with, you know, oh, I have to be here all four years throughout. Like, it just doesn't make sense. And I think it should be shedding a bad light on Mishra and just kind of, if this is a policy, it's a stupid policy, and needs to be reinforced. But like they said, it's a special situation. Certain, so yeah, it, it just doesn't fit right with me that you're keeping a kid from playing football because he's too good of a student. I mean, I, I agree. I agree with you, David. And I mean, kind of bring a counterpoint to this. This was brought to my attention via Greg Saylor, assistant coach at Blissfield High School for football. I mean, Greg said that. Uh, this to me on Facebook. He says, "I hear what you're saying, but keep in mind that he was home, that he was homeschooled. You can kind of blame the person who was teaching him." Is this for... on your personal Facebook page? Yes, okay. it is. Yeah, Greg told me that they should have been aware of the credit situation. Well, I mean, I I understand what you're getting at, but still, why does it seem like he's being penalized because he didn't really do he didn't do anything ethically wrong or morally wrong? And look, I know there's been issues of eligibility raised before with players transferring because of this whole rule about athletically motivated transfers where you can't play in a, a sport for a whole year. I mean, this isn't this isn't the case of similar to I'll cite someone Thomas Kithier who played at, who played basketball at Macomb. I think it was Macomb, Dakota, or somewhere. He transferred to Clarkston for his senior year just so he could play with the future MSU teammate, Foster Lawyer. MHSAA said, uh-uh, that's athletically motivated. You're not playing. I can't, That's something I do understand. And I know we've had, and there's been a couple instances that, and there was an instance at Dundee, we had an issue too. Uh, Kyle Uhas was a wrestler from Tecumseh. He transferred to Dundee and he had to sit out a whole season. That's right, because in Michigan, you sit out a whole season if you transfer. It's not half a season like in Ohio. Yeah. I mean, look. I, wow, it, that's, that's a big penalty. But then again, though, they also have that silly rule where you can't travel more than 250 miles to play a team. and It really dilutes the basketball, and then guys end up leaving and going to prep school. So, actually, this isn't really – I don't know why you're kind of surprised by this rule from uh, Misha. Well, it's be. I mean, I mean they're known. They're known to do this. Well, it it just really doesn't make any sense. I mean, like David said, you're MHSAA is essentially the penalizing thing a student athlete for 
going to class, excelling in the classroom, and excelling in the football field. He's not. I don't think he's do. He's not doing anything ethically or morally wrong. He's not trying to skate by barely, like just to stay eligible. No, this kid's doing. This kid's a perfect example of a student athlete, and yet. Oh, because he was homeschooled in eighth grade and took high school level classes. So basically, what they're saying is is that he pretty much completed as a high school student. Yeah, well, he, can't he only compete as a high school he, athlete. He only needs like three more credits in order to or credits for it says three three more classes, which I mean I don't know if that's like three credits or whatever it is in order to finish his education and graduate. So he's technically, I mean, he, so he hasn't attained all the credits he needs, but he's very close to doing so, so he can graduate in December or January and then go ahead and enroll at Northwestern and start going through winter workouts with Coach Fitz. I mean, it's, I mean, because he needs, so he needs three classes. We don't know what the credit hours are because very, they vary. Some are pass fail classes, but we all know that he just needs three classes and he's done. So whatever three classes he needs for the fall semester, he gets to graduate. And it looks like OSHA is basically saying that Michigan, this is a Michigan, a Michigan, my bad. Since he took classes as an eighth grader, they're counting that as a one year of high school. So basically, he's done his four years and he's done. That's basically what this is from the story. It, it looks like there's a couple of holes in this story, but that's where I'm getting from this actual yeah, article. But it's basic. But I mean, look, this isn't. I have known that for a while, eighth graders can take classes at the high school level and get credit. I did that when I was in eighth grade. I took a high school level math class and I earned and I earned a, I earned one credit. It for it. What was that? It was for it was a shop. No, it was a math class. Oh, okay. Yeah, Ooh. I took I took I took a high school level math class in eighth grade, and I earned a credit for it. So what was it pre-algebra for? It was no, it was a, no, it was that it was algebra one, which mm. is usually what students will take as which is what that's freshman. Freshman, and you took it as an eighth grader, so yeah. you can get ahead. And then yeah, you so got I t- in there. yeah, that's well, that's only basically one class. He probably took on a I mean a. a I would assume that year he probably took a few high school classes and that counted as one year. It is strange because a lot of students do take as, you know, eighth graders. And sometimes even in high school, they take the prereq for college. This is very strange. But then again, once again, we've seen that Michigan has done this before. I'm not really surprised. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, from a – and again, I know what the the letter of the law is, but – from a common sense standpoint, it's dumb. Uh, well, he could always, you know, transfer somewhere else. Or well, he can't. He, he technically, he technically can't. So he has a. He's basically he's committed to Northwestern. Hasn't signed a letter of intent. Yeah, he has. He has yet. He hasn't signed. He hasn't signed his letter of intent yet, which I, I assume he will. So sounds like it. Probably sounds like to me. And I guess I'm going out on a limb here. Maybe Michigan's kind of hating on him, whoever's part of the, the committee, because they pretty much know what it is. He's going to play his football season. He's going to be done in December, and he's moving on. 
He probably doesn't play any other sports, does he? He just plays football. Yeah, it, do, it, do, it doesn't say. I mean, here's. But it I sounds mean, like to like, me that it's kind of like, well, if you're going to be done with high school anyway, we're going to strip you of this final year. It, it just sounds like that's what it is to me. Or, or some, it's some old person on the board that doesn't really understand what's going on and just was like, eh, we'll have him ineligible. And, but it is, it is a very strange story. But then again, is this the full story? I mean, I'm basically. We, we don't know. I mean, I, I'm going off of what I got from the D zone. I mean, I saw a lot of comments on Twitter that said that that this is very draconian by MHSAA. Mm-hmm. Hey, I mean, he's he's do he's being he's guys being the perfect example of a student athlete. No, hey, he's excel he's excelling in the classroom, excelling on the field. Hold up, and yet you say, oh no, he's. Like I say, he's too smart for for everyone else. Which uh, again, I think that's dumb. I mean, look, I'll even pull up some of the schools that he got offers from. Besides Northwestern, he got offers from uh, from Dartmouth. Nice. Got, uh, I mean, he got an offer from an Ivy League school. Well, I mean, he got. I mean, not really a football power. But I know, it, it, I know, but still, I mean, if you get you get an offer from an Ivy League school, well, why didn't he get any offers from Michigan State? I mean, he's up there in the in the glove. I mean, Michigan. He, Michigan's a great. You know, some people think Michigan is the did. Ivy League of the Big Ten. Well, he did. Well, Northwestern's actually got the tougher academic standards. Right, right. But I mean, some people, you know, think that Michigan. Or me. Well, and let's see. Here's some of the other ones he he took visits to. He actually got. An, he actually did get an offer from Toledo in June of 2017. Right, but so once I mean, Northwestern he, and them come in there, he ain't. Yeah, because it was pretty much. He got a lot of Mac schools. Mm-hmm. He got offers from. He got some. Even got an offer from uh, your boy Matt Campbell. Oh, from Iowa State. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh, let's see some others on here. He got. Uh, let's see. Maybe he took a, he did he, take a he took a he got, he actually took a visit to Ohio State and went to a camp at Ohio State. Is he the, it says somebody he's the number one receiver basically in Michigan. Yes. Now I wonder if if he was committed to Michigan or Michigan State. I wonder if they would have pulled this same thing on him. Are they upset that he's leaving, taking his talent somewhere else? Hmm. Sounds like some hater. You know. You know. Was I mean, drank that day. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you. I think that's that's probably a little bit more of a stretch because I've would have never heard of someone. I don't think they can really say, you know, you can't go to a school outside of the state. I mean, look, is there places where that could happen? Maybe, but again, I don't think I don't think there's really much there to make that accusation. That's kind of more of a nothing burger. A nothing burger. Well, Frank, that does happen though. Some people do get upset, especially on these boards, because oh, it, it yeah. doesn't make any sense to make this kid ineligible. He's done what he's supposed to do in the classroom. He still has some eligibility left, and then all of a sudden, uh, you're not eligible. It makes you wonder if, like I said, if he was a, a commit to Michigan State or Michigan, the Michigan schools, and he had a really great senior year to get hyped up for the state of Michigan. Would they have made him ineligible? Now that he's going to Northwestern, it's kind of like, eh, you know, you ain't down with the glove or the mitten, so you're out. <laughs> I mean, look, you're if, out. Sorry. I mean, I could, I could see that if uh, he ended up 
uh, be committed to go to Ohio State. Yeah, well, still any Big Ten school. I mean, it, it, let's face it, he's going to Northwestern, and you know, well, may, again, maybe. But if he, but if he was a Michigan State recruit or commit to them or Michigan. Hey, some of these people are you know are petty like that. They, they probably say, "Oh yeah, he's I eligible." Know, but then since he's going to Northwestern, because you ain't you know committed to the mitten, you're out. Because this doesn't make any sense unless, like I said, the story is missing some elements to it from the D zone. I mean, there could there could there could be more to this. I'm gonna. I think this is something that I'd like to keep monitoring because I they did say there is a second appeal that they're going through, and hopefully, common sense does prevail in this instance. I hope so too. Final thoughts, David. I mean, my my biggest thing is why wait until like right before the start of football season? I feel like if he was going to be ruled ineligible, this would have been something that he said like you know in January, February, like hey, like if you, if once you get the commitment, then it's like okay, let's explore this instead of like hey, like week before the football season, you've already done the camp, done all the preparations, and it's like oh by the way, you're actually not going to be ineligible. It just seems like it's a lot of shading that's coming from Michigan. Like I said, you ain't down with the mitten. You ain't down with us, so you're ineligible. Yeah, there, 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 there's something to this. There's some strings attached to this story. Um, but, but, but stay tuned, though. Do you think he'll get the appeal process? Uh, honestly, that's hard to say. I, ho- I, uh, I, I genuinely hope he does. Okay. Well, we'll take a quick commercial break. When we return... We'll get into uh, your uh, little bonanza. Yep, and then we'll have Ryan McCumber joining in. Before we get into your bonanza, we got some breaking news. We do? Yes. The life and times of Frank Vashner. We're going to talk about a little bit about your weekend. How'd it go? I know you went to a country concert. How was it? It was very, it was fun. It was fun. Was that Centennial Terrace? Yeah, wasn't there? There, was some, there was another guy that came into town at the rib off. Uh, Justin Moore. Yeah, who, Justin Moore was who's there. That? Another country singer. He was there last night. I had some. Uh, yeah, some good ribs, huh? I didn't. I didn't end up going. I and because I had some other business to attend to. Always got that business to attend to. But anyway, take a quick commercial break, and then we'll have a little fun, and then we'll get into the bonanza. We're waiting for because I know Ryan sometimes can be a little late on the phone. Well, I'm. Hopefully he'll be calling and I just gave him the number. Yeah, he hasn't responded. So anyway, we'll take a quick commercial break, come right back, and uh, hopefully either Ryan calls in or uh, we'll get a little bit of uh, country music flavor from uh, your boy, your boy, not Matt Campbell, your boy, Frank Heasy, Frank Bashner, next year on 88.3 WCT.